This is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hello, everyone. I'm Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And this is Film Center, your number one place for film industry news. Nicholas, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Why are we bringing up Harry Potter? Are we talking about the the reboot here? Yes, we're talking about the reboot. And the question, is the reboot of Harry Potter going to be successful? Or is it just going to end up terrible like the Lord of the Rings show? To be fair, it doesn't matter if it's going to be good or not. Because people will always say, wow, I can't believe they tried to do redo Harry Potter. The originals were better. But if right. it is good, people are like, wow, this is so good. I'm going to go back and <laughs> look at the originals. And there's a thing called hate watching. That's true. It's the only reason why Velma was going to get a second season. It's because people hate watched it. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely hate watch Velma. But like I said, these two are basically my favorite franchises. And pretty much my entire childhood. Especially Harry Potter. Harry Potter, great movie series. They started off with a bang. That first movie was big. I remember when Harry Potter came out. Oh. It was so large, especially culturally, that even people were like, oh, the books are great. The books are even better. People didn't even care. They wanted to listen to those people for once. <laughs> the craziest part is the second one, when they had that big snake. Yeah, yes. The Chamber Seekers. Scared the crap out of me whenever I went to go see it in theaters. And yeah. my mom. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of fond memories of like visceral emotions. So some people are so emotionally connected to the series, if they mess up on this reboot, it's not going to be good. I had a cousin, though, hated the Harry Potter series. Not because it was not good, but because he looked just like him. That sounds tough. People who look like celebrities always have the hardest lives. But speaking of lookalikes, they're going to have to get somebody... Who looks like Daniel Radcliffe? What do you think your prediction is? Which way are they going to go with this? The way that I think it's going to go is it's going to suck. I think it's going to suck. Okay. Because studios only care about making money. That's all they care about. It's not people are like, they're remaking it because people love Harry Potter. They're like, oh no, this makes money. It's a profitable IP. Right now, they're not taking any chances on originals. They haven't been doing it for years and supposedly won't be doing any really original stuff for years to come because there's too much pressure it's too much pressure to make tons of money i think a celebrity said that recently like, what was that it was uh, matt damon matt damon there was an interview that he did years ago and it was like off camera with sam jones yeah, where yeah. they were asking him like hey how come you're not in the type of movies you were in in the beginning of the 2000s or right. towards the beginning of your career and what he basically said was the fact that studios can't afford to make those types of movies anymore back in the day you could rely on dvd sales if you made an okay movie you could make that let's say actually it wasn't an okay movie it was a bad movie but it got half its budget back you can guaranteed get all of that back from dvd sales but now since everything's streaming you can't really get the same amount of money you used to have and the thing is that it was possible that the movie could completely flop and you still get that money back with DVD sales. And still get that money back from DVD sales. Because I remember, I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour? Yeah. All of their stuff didn't do well. But then when it came to DVD sales, it flew off the shelf. That's what a lot of people forget. That's where cult classics came from. 
was it was these movies that you've never heard of that didn't do well and then you would see them in the video store and for some reason they were always rented or when you went up to <laughs> i'm gonna show my age but like when you went up to in your video stores we went to blockbuster or you went to family video or some stuff like that you would ask the store clerks oh what's good and since they've seen everything because they're there all day right they would tell you oh this one's good right oh i like this one and then slowly you become a cult classic that where the DVD sales just start flying off the shelves, right? Because of straight up recommendations over a period of time instead of it just like being all at once. But now the way everything's set up because studios have for some reason banked on streaming. Netflix has tricked them into thinking that <laughs> streaming is the number one way to make money. Yeah. It's not. That now they had to make all their money back on the first and second weekend. Yeah, they have to make it back on the first run. It has to have a respectable opening weekend. It has to at least make predictions. That's why HBO, according to the rap, HBO is now going to focus more on theaters. And this is going to include HBO Max as well. And everyone knows that studios do not give all their kids the same amount of attention. If HBO starts focusing more on films, and now this new Harry Potter thing is going out. Technically, Warner Brothers Discovery. Right. But they don't cheat on children the same. No, they don't. And, and if they're focusing on theaters, and this is a TV show, it makes a lot of people worried. Which feeds into the question that I would ask. If you guys don't know, Derek is a writer and director. And as and Nicholas is a ventilator and a actor. <laughs> uh, what I would ask you is, based on your experience, do you think that Harry Potter is going to do well? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It's possible I could get hit by a rock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's possible a rock to fly out the window. But I say it's possible, but the caveat is so large, it's probably going to fail. The caveat is that for this to succeed, it's going to need the same loving, tender care that the original movie series had, which I don't think it is. This is clearly a cash grab. I think it definitely has the potential to, to be good if they maybe go in a different direction or something like that. But I don't think they're going to do it. I'll say it like this. What Arcane on Netflix came out, was extremely popular. So was Castlevania. Those were video game-based stuff, right? Yeah. But the people behind it, they cared enough about it and cared enough about doing a good enough job to make it what it was. But I don't think that this is one of those times. I think that you're right. It's one of those times where the studio just sees an IP. They just want to shovel money somewhere, just like they did with Lord of the Rings. How much money did those movies make? Oh, dude, the Lord of the Rings. So for the first season, Amazon produced for the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, was $465 million. God dang, bro. Okay? And then it said they're going to commit $715 million overall, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Dude, that's not chump change, man. That's not something that you just sneeze at, man. They're over half a million dollars. Oh, oh over half, half a, a billion, billion dollars. dollars. Yeah, excuse me, over half a billion dollars. Yeah. So they're funneling all this money, but at the same time, Amazon can do that. Warner Brothers Discovery relies on media ticket sales to make their money back. I don't care what anyone says. As much as creatives hate to hear, this is a business. Someone has to pay their creatives. Somebody's got to make Someone money. has to pay the people who run the cameras. Someone has to pay the people who make all the art. Someone has to pay the actors. These people have to get paid. If people just want to make art just to make art, then they wouldn't do it on this scale. They just wouldn't. And you wouldn't be able to do it on the scale without any money. 
Amazon does not rely on these shows making money to make money. All of these shows that Amazon Studios has is basically a giant advertisement for one of the large, not one of the, the largest e-commerce business, period. Unlike unlike Warner Brothers Discovery, in which case they have to make sure this makes back money. One of the things that I think could is a no-brainer, and I think anybody with half a brain and likes Harry Potter could really see the way that I think Harry Potter could work is, number one, like you said, the thing is, people are going to hate it, people are going to not like it, even if it was perfect. Even if it was great, they took a new, fresh take, the problem with every movie that has a very in-depth book is there's not enough time. You can only make the movie so long. Because that's why people were saying the Harry Potter books were better because there wasn't enough time. How are they doing the How are they doing the series this time? They haven't really said how they're going to do the series, uh-huh. but what they're going to do is completely recast every everybody and everything. This whole TV series it really came about because of Dan Radcliffe not saying that he wanted to do the Cursed Child, correct? Yes, he did the last movie, part two, so well. Definitely, all was part two. Awesome. That J.K. Rowling said, you did it so well, I'm not going to make another book and have you go through that. And then then she lied and (laughs) made the cursed child. This is the issue of being a writer. Dude, the amount of times I've heard writers, myself included, be like, I'm not going to write anymore. And then you write something else's. So what ended up happening is they really wanted the three to come back. They really wanted Mm. them to come back. What he said is, listen, man, I did it for 10 years. He said, I got out of Harry Potter. I survived Harry Potter. <laughs> survived? Yeah, 10 years. First of all, being a child actor is not easy. The amount of child actors who have Hollywood has destroyed or the fans of series have destroyed. Famously, the kid from E.T. played the E.T. puppet overdosed. There's a lot of kids who end up dying in this industry, which needs or to change. Or just quit acting in general. Yeah. What, Jake Lloyd? Yeah, Jake Lloyd. From, from Star the Phantom, Wars. From Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah. He quit acting. Imagine being a 10-year-old and being like, people are grown adults or like writing you letters. Like, you suck, you're terrible, you this and that. That's crazy. This is before the internet and like tweets and stuff like that. People were sending this to mail at his house. He reportedly, after all the backlash, imagine being a kid. Like, I want to grow up as a kid. You love Star Wars. You love it. And then you get to be a part of it. Be Anakin Skywalker. Be Darth Vader's like origin story. And then so much backlash, you go and you break all your... Star Wars memorabilia, and then you say, I quit acting forever. That's sad, man. And so for Daniel, I can empathize when he's like, dude, I do not want to go back and <laughs> relive this. Yeah, he said, he's, listen, I'm forever grateful, and I love it. I'm always going to be Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm always going to be Harry Potter, he said, but... Tom McGuire is always going to be Spider-Man. There's some roles that are just so you know, iconic. It's like, you're always that person. Jim Parsons is always going to be Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. The only person I know who can, like, take faces on and off and be a bunch of... I- iconic characters is probably like jim carrey's like that johnny depp's like that yeah yeah but it takes a certain type of person and i would argue that though harry potter is just too iconic for that to happen no it's definitely too iconic and the thing was is that he wasn't interested in doing it again and then also emma watson didn't want to do it again because she was like listen i'm down to do it as long as jk rowling's is not a part of it because of the transphobic comments she was making chance the beef yeah, yeah, the, beef. the trans- transphobic beef, yeah. And then Rupert Grint was like, if they'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah, but I think there's something to be said. They were kids together. They went up through the whole thing together. They can only really relate to each other in their own spe- on a 
the decade of their life, arguably one of the most important decades of their life. You're right. talking about from nine year old. I think they both started when they were like eight or all of them started with like eight or nine. And then up until they were like 19, 20, that's like your it, life it, right there. That's basically your childhood. Yeah. And so one of the things that I thought was pretty crazy about it is Rupert Grant, right? Everybody had to submit, like back in the day, you had to submit a tape in yeah. to be this person. Yeah. And what ended up happening was, is that he did a rap apparently what he did a rap because he was like there's no way i'm gonna get this role there's all the and he was he basically wrapped his introduction his slate and he, all of it they were like oh yeah and he ended up getting the role and he's like Dude, this is crazy like imagine imagine there's some casting director who's yep this guy over there is rapping yeah that seems like something an idiot would do okay yeah you're casted right. <laughs> but the thing is so Apparently what was happening was is that they were using the fact that they were going to start a television series against the three as leverage. To oh, get like the- threatening them. If they don't do the movie, then they'll just recast them or something. And then they were like, Bet, go ahead. I would have said the same thing. I'm Daniel effing Radcliffe. Y'all gotta talk to me like that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the OG. Like we've said, okay, from Daniel's perspective, I don't want to do anymore. And I have enough money. How much money has he made anyway? Oh, he's made he's made over a hundred million dollars. Daniel Radcliffe has made ninety five point six million dollars, and Emma Watson made about seventy million, huh. and so did Rupert Grant. And that's from Parade.com. Yeah. Okay. So they have enough money to last them for their entire lives. Basically, he doesn't also he doesn't want to do it again. Obviously, Daniel has gone off to do a whole bunch of different other types of projects. And then here along comes some really I'm not going to say jerks, probably just some Hollywood douchebags. Right. We're just like, oh, hey, guess what? You are going to make Harry Potter if you don't do this movie. That makes them a a douchebag move. You're going to threaten somebody. That to force them to be in something. What is this? The 1920s Hollywood where they choose to tell you who to marry and stuff like that. But it makes sense. It makes sense why they would restart the whole series because J.K. Rowling's like, yeah, let's restart it because she wants to continue making money. It's yeah, her baby. Of she does. Yeah. But altogether, they made nine point five billion dollars on all eight movies Damn. against a one point seven billion dollar budget. That is, oh my gosh. Now, that is huge. That's a huge profit. And of course, especially nowadays when the studios are desperate for money anyway, what are you going to do? It's going to make money. It's going to, even if you were to cut down that in half and say half of that, yeah, it's if, still billions of dollars. If they only made back half of that $9 billion, it would still be enough to warrant a reboot or warrant making more. Because all of the spinoff movies are not doing well for them at all. No, no. The Fantastic Beast franchise is dead. But see, here's the thing. That's probably why the reboot's going to die. Because they didn't put enough love and care into the sequels. How do you know they're not going to learn from their mistakes? And then that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying about how you make the Harry Potter series work. The way that you make it work uh-huh. is you do it by the book. Okay? So... Say it like this, right? Sopranos and Game of Thrones made it profitable, showed studios that you could put a lot of money into an hour-long drama and it'd be insanely profitable. But you messed up that ending 
but you mess up that inning, yeah, and then it's and it's done. But what you do, and reports are coming out that they're going to do a book a season. A book okay? a season, right. A book of season. And if you do an hour long, and let's say you do 12 episodes. There should be plenty of time, right? Yeah. And all the only thing you have to do is just do the book. See, this is what made the original Lord of the Rings run so great because in the original Lord of the Rings film franchise, Peter Jackson was like, okay, I am definitely going to follow the books almost as closely as I can. And because there was that respect to the audience and there's that respect to the people who love the series, they were really great. Even though a lot of people, this happens every time where they say the books are always better because they usually are. Because like we said, in movies, they just don't have enough time. The TV series, they might have enough time. So then when people heard, oh, they're making Lord of the Rings TV series or and other stuff, they didn't respect the source material, right? They didn't respect their source material. And so that's why it flopped like it did. If they respect the source material, if they learn from their mistakes with the spinoffs, they learn from their mistakes from other franchises like the Lord of the Rings, they'll do well. But I have a feeling that they won't. At the end of the day, the reason why the Harry Potter book, yeah, there's magic, there's all this stuff, but the type of genre it is not, oh, it's just fun fantasy. It's mystery. Do you remember the Sorcerer's Stone, man? The Sorcerer's Stone is a very mysterious book. Harry Potter has the same background, right? His parents are dead. His adoptive family hates him. His aunt and uncle and stuff like that, right? His cousins mean to him. And then here comes along a guy who's, oh, you're a wizard, Harry. And he's like, what? And from that point on, you're like, oh, it's going to be this happy times. No, it's like there's a lot of darkness in that series. There's dungeons. There's dragons. There's like sword people will die. You know what I'm saying? It's very dark. I think if they go that, it might be good. I don't know. What do you think? And then as we got older, then the series got more mature and darker. Like It grew with the audience. And the thing is, I don't know if you remember this, but before the... It was called ABC Family. They used to have Harry Potter weekends. Yeah. And those were amazing. Those you, were very popular. Just the... Then they had they had a reunion that was yes, majorly popular. They did, they did have a reunion because HBO Max was coming out. Yeah. And they did... They need the, content. They did the same thing for Friends. Did the Friends reunion. Yeah. But for Harry Potter, it was the most watched piece of content on the platform. And it wasn't even a new movie or nothing. No. It's just them getting together, just talking about it. These people's presence in general, revenue. So it just shows you the strength and the power of the fan base that loves this IP. So it's weird to me how some studios like, yeah, it's for money because you have to, don't make it for money. Make it for the fans and then that's where the money will come. It's not money first exactly. and then fans. It's fans first and then money. How do you think Josh Whedon got so popular? He has tons of fans. There's directors who are like that. When you hear a Quentin Tarantino movie, they're like, oh, I'm going to go see it. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's because it's Quentin Tarantino. I am a fan of his. Right. So that way he gets my money. I think there's this misconception that, oh, as long as I put tons of money into it, it'll generate tons of money like it's a machine no, or something. not at all. And the thing is that I think that this new Harry Potter run could potentially be way more lucrative than the one that we grew up with. Yeah. Because the thing is, the people who grew up with Harry Potter, my, myself included, we're in our 30s now. Yeah. We're in our 30s. We have careers. We have money. We could use a Harry Potter weekend. So we that everyone just sits down and relaxes and watches. Right. And it's it, nostalgia. Exactly. If they did it right, it would be so lucrative for them. You could literally tell Harry Potter 
on the screen. All really successful television shows and film are, are I don't want to sound sappy, but they're kind of like done with love. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they right. care about it compared to a lot of them that compared to a lot of these reboots that are just done for just straight up profit and they have nothing to do with the original series and all of the reboots and sequels have nothing to do with the original IPs and people are getting ticked. But like you said, the studios don't want to bank on new stuff because they need all that money up front. But it was also like you were saying, the thing is the studios that are making possibly the best content are the studios that don't need the content to make them money right like amazon right apple apple plus right so especially because you look at space force c right oh, you dude, look John at malkovich uh, is amazing fantastic you look at severance right is really a giant advertisement for the apple products right unlike disney unlike eight warner brothers discovery who on their streaming services they have to make money amazon and apple have the ability to go for more original stuff they because- just do to be fair, Lord of the Rings was on Amazon. <laughs> they should, they, but they sink so much money into it, just like another one, Wheel of Time. But once again, in both of these cases, what was bragged about it? Do you remember the marketing? The marketing for both Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings was not, oh, these characters, oh, this is who's in it, oh, this is what's with the world. It was always, hey, guess how much money we put into this? So come see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, this is the most money that we've ever put into something, so you should definitely come see it. Compared to marketing that's done for stuff that you actually might like. Like for like for C, there was so much marketing push of the actual world that's in it, right? For the marketing of you can talk a lot about Space Force, right? Space Force was the same way, which a lot of it a lot of marketing was look how funny Steve Carell is, right? When the marketing is usually geared more towards the story and what's going on, I can usually tell this is gonna be worth quality rather than Oh, the marketing is, guess how much money is spent on this thing? Yeah, that's usually what happens. And you can usually tell from the actors, you're like, oh, they look like they're having fun doing this. Yeah. But then they're also acting. I do think that the new Harry Potter series is going to suck because (laughs) they do not care. They just want to make money. It's a clear cash grab. Clear cash grab. They've seen the billions of dollars that it's made in the past. I was so excited for the Lord of the Rings show to come out. Like, it's my favorite he's series. Tried to, he's tried to watch the first episode several I, I can't, times, I can't, and you can't make it past. I can't make it past 15 minutes in. I, I even I, I have now, I've seen all to the second episode, and I just was like, okay, I'm just going to start reading summaries from now on, because I, I just, you can't do it. It's unwatchable. I even asked him, because I was really excited. I was like, hey, do you think the Lord of the Rings movie, is it going to be good? And you were like, no. <laughs> You can tell no. from you always can tell from the marketing. When they focus on the story and characters in the marketing, it's going to be good. When they focus on, hey, look at celebrity star power and how much money we're spending on it, it's a sure sign that they're not banking on the script, which is what people care about. Exactly. But it's really unfortunate because it's my two favorites and the studios are destroying it. So appreciate Unnes- it. Unnecessarily. They can totally do better. They These studios are, have been around for a long time because in the past they've made really smart decisions. They just had to get this smartness back up. Yeah. Yeah, they just got to make good decisions. But, uh, yep, that's it for the Film Center. I've been Derek Johnson a second. And I'm Nicholas Killian. And our verdict on Harry Potter is... It's gonna blow. <laughs> that's it for Film Center. We'll see you next week. Bye. 
This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. Check out our previous episodes at ComicConRadio.com. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major social media platforms. Tune in next Wednesday for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center.